Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Good morning, good morning, good morning. What a blessing it is to be with you right now. (laughs) We're transcending time and space, so whether you're listening to me live on the internet or you're listening to the archive, which you've downloaded, we're joining together for a holy purpose, and that's a great and good thing. Yes. So let us begin as we always do with a blessing. Let us open our heart and open our mind to the power and the presence of divine love living through us and as us. So grateful and so thankful right now to place our hand on our heart and consciously become wholehearted for love. So regardless of any choice that we've made in the past, we're stepping into this Awareness of the present moment right now, and we're claiming ourselves as love. Claiming the love that we are. Love living through us, love surrounding us and enfolding us in our awareness. We are choosing love right now. Love is the only healer that there is. And we're allowing ourselves to awaken and realize the truth of that. The truth that sets us free. So we gather together with this holy purpose to remember our true identity, to awaken from the dream of separation and create in our own mind an awareness that is unprecedented, beyond time and space. Yes, return to love, return to that truth. Mm. So grateful and so thankful right now to consciously release any blocks to love. We allow the healing to take place. We accept it fully. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes. (laughs) So, I'm in sunny California. And Jeff, my engineer, is in the control room. Well, actually, he's not. He's at home because I got a foot of snow. So they can't even get into the control room at Unity Village. And uh, I wish I could go skiing today. Doesn't that sound like fun? We've got not a cloud in the sky, perfectly blue sky, sunny day here in L.A. And after the show, I'm going to go for a hike in Fryman Canyon. <laughs> So that's the weather report. Let's get to the truth that sets us free. So yesterday I was just tooling around in my course book, my text, as I love to do. Uh, and particularly I've, I've been thinking about some things because um, I haven't really announced it except for very privately, but I guess this is going to be a more public announcement. I'm working on an iPhone iPad app, an app for uh, where you can study A Course in Miracles on your iPhone and your iPad, possibly the Android. So I'm actually building this app in 
I'm not personally, I've hired someone to build it and uh, my intention is to offer it for free to people who would like to study A Course in Miracles. I like to offer as much as I can free and so I'm just inviting you, if you have something that you would like for me to include in that iPhone app, then I invite you to uh, let me know. And the best way to let me know is through the Course in Miracles pledge page at Facebook. Course in Miracles pledge page at Facebook. So... Let's see. Now, so yesterday I was tooling around in my uh, copy of the text here. And I love this. So it's page 13 in my copy. It's chapter 1, section 6, The Illusion of Needs. And I I love how things come together because uh, very often in the beginning of the year, One of the things that happens is people go through the holiday seasons in December and early January. And then there's very often uh, some people experience a financial challenge. Um, People get laid off. People, there are deaths in the family. Many of those kinds of transitions happen around the beginning of the year. And it's definitely challenging to do as it instructs us to do in the Course, as Jesus tells us, to recognize that everything is helpful to us in this world. Everything is helpful in waking us up to the truth that sets us free. And so... All circumstances, all situations, everything is gently planned by someone whose only interest is our good. This is so challenging. How can attack or all the things that transpire in our life, the seeming betrayals and the upsets possibly work together for our good? But they do. And until we can see beyond time and space... We may not be able to understand that. So therein lies our challenge, which is to place our trust and faith in divine will always operating and that it never takes a holiday. And instead of trying to figure out how it could possibly be that getting laid off or someone ripping us off could possibly ever be for our good. We have to learn to accept that that is so and be willing, 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 willing to recognize that there is good in this. And until we forgive, we cannot receive that good. So, Check this out. The key to forgiveness is really to let the judgments go. Let the opinions go. So what unforgiveness really is, is you're clinging to the opinion or the judgment, which is the meaning that you've made of something. The meaning that you have made is not correct. How do you know it's not correct? It doesn't make you feel peaceful and happy and good. Only the truth can do that. 
So this is how you know whether or not you're aligned with the truth, whether or not you feel peace that passeth human understanding. So the peace that passeth human understanding is the peace that is not based on circumstances. If you're upset by circumstances, you might not be upset for the reason you think. You might actually be upset because of the meaning that you have made, the interpretation that you have made, which has nothing to do with the truth. So we don't actually know what anything is for until we can see beyond time and space. So in the meantime, our job is not to judge, to be in trust and faith, to be willing. And this is why the first characteristic of the teachers of gods is trust and why I suggest that people read that section over and over again. So I was reading in chapter 1, section 6, called The Illusion of Needs, my page 13. It says here, you who want peace can find it only by complete forgiveness. What? That seems hard to believe. You who want peace can find it only by complete forgiveness. So you may have heard uh, that it says in the text, if you say you want something, but you're not willing to engage the means to get it, you must not really want it. So, remember when you were a kid and there was something that you really, really desired? Maybe it was a bicycle, maybe it was a Barbie townhouse, maybe it was to go to swim camp or sailing camp or something. Maybe you just wanted to be with your dad or your mom, something you really, really wanted. And you really focused all of your mental energy and attention on it. And you were willing to do whatever it takes. Because you were clear. You were, you were really focused. This is the thing I deeply desire. I am going to do whatever it takes to get it. It might have been to learn how to shoot that basketball. It might have been to lose weight or something. We've all had times in our life where we were determined to accomplish something. Well, here's the good news. We can accomplish this peace of mind because it's already ours. The only reason we don't experience true and everlasting peace that passeth human understanding is because we are choosing to believe the thoughts that obscure it. We don't have to do that. We don't have to allow the obscurations any more. But what happens in our human experience is that our beliefs and thoughts become habitual and they become like concrete. They become concretized. Concretized obscurations. Those actually are two words I really love because they, to me, are so clear. The, the concretized thought that obscures our awareness of the truth that sets us free. And the, the true realization is that we're already free. But we don't feel free if we're believing 
the meaning that we have made of things. And we're, we're in charge of that. We're the ones who decide if we're going to believe the meaning that we have made of things. So you who want peace can find it only by complete forgiveness. Now, I'm on the way here to, uh, in this paragraph. This paragraph is so rich. It's ridiculous. Or as I sometimes like to say, it's redonkulous. And it is, we're going to break this down here. <clears throat> no learning is acquired by anyone unless he wants to learn it. So we have to be willing to engage the means to get back to peace. Which means we have to be willing to give up the meaning that we have made of things. And actually it's such a relief. And I can give you a really good example of this. Or at least the Holy Spirit's given me one right now. So many people have had experiences of being in debt and being threatened with foreclosure and bankruptcy. And many people, once they actually say, okay, I'm going to meet with a lawyer, I'm going to look at this bankruptcy and foreclosure stuff and make a decision because I cannot bear this excruciating pain of being squeezed in my mind by the judgments and the opinions and my feelings about the circumstances that I'm in in my finances. So then people will sometimes meet with an attorney and decide to, okay, I'm going <clears> to <throat> short sell this house. I'm going to go into foreclosure, I'm going to go into bankruptcy, I'm going to go into default, whatever it is, and then I'm going to reboot myself. But there's no way for me to reboot myself with the system the way it is, with credit card interest at 29% or whatever it is. So people move into, okay, I'm I'm not going to try and fix the system, I'm going to reboot myself and my finances and I'm going to take the the dings on my credit rating and all that stuff and I'm going to reboot I'm going to rebuild now some people can do that with great success some people will just go and create the same distress and mess all over again because their consciousness has not shifted their mind is not shifted they're still making the same meaning ascribing the same values that they did before Time for me to take a sip of my tea here. All righty, Dighty. So that's what this world experience is for. It's teaching us. So check this out. It says here a little later in this section. Uh, paragraph 4, page 14. The real purpose of this world is to use it to correct your unbelief. Your unbelief in love. Your unbelief in your true identity. Your unbelief in the power and the presence of God that you are. How did you get to unbelief? By choosing to place your faith and your trust in the meaning that you made of things. That's how you got there. 
one decision at a time. Same with getting into foreclosure or bankruptcy or into a challenging marriage. Now, we can blame it all on the system. We can blame it all on the other. But the only way out is through personal responsibility. And it's actually quite liberating. It's amazing to me how I used to try to wiggle out of everything. Oh, no, it's not me. There's no personal responsibility here. No, I didn't. No, I'm not responsible for that. It's them. Always them. It was always somebody else. Ever since I was a little kid, I always wanted to blame it on somebody else. I never wanted to take the blame. I didn't understand that there was a choice other than blame. Blame is filled with judgment. Responsibility is filled with freedom. So the purpose of this world is to assist us in healing uh, our unbelief, correcting our unbelief. So if we continue to value the meaning that we're making of things, our opinions and judgments, those are the obscurations to peace. That's the concretized thought. There's a giant liberation that comes when we're finally willing to say, okay, through the meaning that I have made of things, through the interpretation that I have put on things, through putting my trust and faith in my own opinions rather than in love, in compassion, in harmony, in peace, in freedom, in truth, in joy, in wisdom, in clarity, in purity. I've made a mess of things. And because this world is an illusion, there's no harm, no foul. It just means until you are willing to change your mind, you're trapped in the mess. You're trapped in seeing this life as a mess, experiencing this life as a mess. But it doesn't have to be that way. We can wake up and transcend the illusion. And in doing so, we can help others do the very same thing. How cool is that? Wow. So I'm going to be talking about lack and healing the habits of lack in the next section. It's time for me to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we are walking the talk and we're living the love right now, baby. Be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. Get ready to focus on your intent. To be the love, be the peace, through practical application, as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So what got me started on this uh, tack of lack (laughs) was, uh, let's see, I think it was just about 10 days ago I did a workshop called Manifest from the heart because I I noticed that there was still a lot of stuff about manifesting or there seemed to be a resurgence of it at the beginning of the year and uh, so many of those manifestation classes and workshops and things they focus on having money acquiring stuff 
the acquisition of material goods and wealth is a sign of success, that it is what will make us happy and the fulfillment of our need and want. But I, I absolutely know that that is not true. And it all it does is prolong the suffering. And so we can actually have and experience true abundance, true wealth, and unlimited supply when we follow the teachings of A Course in Miracles. And so I did this workshop uh, 10 days ago called Manifest from the Heart. And then right now I'm in a three-part series. This week is week two. You can still join us. It's called Stop playing small so you can get all the information for these classes if you'd like uh, real support in studying this and understanding it stop playing small three weeks of classes and today is week two so you can sign up for those at jenniferhadley.com also if you're having trouble getting over the meaning that you have made of things and forgiveness is really a challenge for you or maybe forgiving a particular thing is a big challenge for you, you can get my Get Over It workshop totally free at my website right there on the homepage, jenniferhadley.com. If you... um Give me your name and your email. I will send you a link and you can get the downloads. You can get the transcript. You can get all of that for free with the Get Over It and plus other stuff because it's really important to be able to do these practices. So I don't even charge money for that because I simply would like to support everyone in doing that forgiveness work. We're all joined together. We're all one. And then the other classes help pay for my staff. So, uh, lack. Now, check this out. So, we're back to the illusion of needs. What, 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 one of the biggest, um, false beliefs, let's call it that. And there is no big or small in God, and there's no order of difficulty in miracles. But it seems humongous in our minds, this belief in the separation, right? So any belief in separation is going to produce lack. It's got to produce lack. Of course it is. Now, check this out. While lack does not exist in the creation of God, it is very important in what you have made. Okay, so our belief in separation is a belief in lack. So whenever we judge someone else or we judge ourselves, and that's really what blame is. If we blame someone else, if we blame the circumstances for our suffering, then we're not taking personal responsibility. So we're not in a mode of healing. We're in a mode of lack and attack. No learning is acquired by anyone unless he wants to learn it and believes in some way that he needs it. While lack does not exist in the creation of God, it is very apparent in what you have made. So in A Course in Miracles, the teaching is that in the world of illusion, what we experience is what we have made as a result of our thinking. So, the cause of our experience in this world 
is our thinking. The experience in this world is the effect of our thinking. So the law of cause and effect is immutable. It always applies. And you cannot escape the effect of your thinking. Or else how would you ever wake up from the illusion of separation? So it's actually fantastic that we can never escape the effect of our thinking. So if we choose thinking that is filled with resentment and blame and shame and regret and thoughts of attack, thoughts of revenge, thoughts of jealousy, we must experience the effect of that thinking or else how would we ever recognize that we are the dreamer of the dream. So remember how I said later in this section on page one, on page 14, we're in chapter one, section six of the text. The real purpose of this world is to use it to correct your unbelief. So every time that we think a thought that's not true and we ascribe to our experience a meaning that is untrue, it creates our suffering. So all forgiveness does really is it's about forgiving the meaning that we have made of things. It's about our no longer investing in and valuing the meaning that we have made of things. When we make up a meaning and ascribe it to things, we're creating our suffering. How wonderful is it? That we cannot be delusional within the illusion (laughs) and be at peace. As long as we are going to be delusional, we're not at peace. But peace is at hand. Peace is our true nature. It's underneath the thoughts that we choose to believe that obscure. So check this out about lack here. Lack does not exist in the creation of God. It is very apparent in what you have made. So the meaning that you have made is where the lack begins. It says here, it is in fact the essential difference between them. That's the difference between lack and abundance is our opinion. Lack implies that you would be better off in a state somehow different from the one you're in. So our true state, our natural state, true reality is perfect peace, abundance, prosperity, wholeness, harmony, the unlimited, unprecedented love of God that we are. And lack implies that you have chosen to believe on some level that you would be better off in a state different from the one you're in, in truth, in true reality. Until the separation, which is the meaning of the fall, nothing was lacking. So until we decided that there was a value in separation, in believing that we were separate, in thoughts of attack... Blame, resentment, taking offense. There was no lack. There was only true abundance. 
there were no needs at all. There were no needs. That needs did not exist. Needs arise only when you deprive yourself. So if you deprive yourself of remembering the truth of your being, then you will experience needs. But there actually are no needs. All needs are met in God. I need do nothing means that the only reason I think I need to do something is because of the meaning that I have made of things. And uh, check this out. Now, this is really deep. If you think a thought in this world of illusion, it is the cause of your experience. Your experience is your effect. So the law of cause and effect is always operating. If you choose to believe something that's not true, that's the cause, and your suffering is the effect. The circumstances that you think are creating your suffering is the effect. Remember, you're never upset for the reason you think. I have come to see that the only reason I'm ever upset is because I have chosen to forget the truth, to not value the truth, to not value love. That is the only reason I am ever, ever upset. And I pretty much, I forget that almost every day. There's some bubbling up of irritation or frustration. And I used to think, oh, I needed to manage that frustration and that irritation. Now I recognize that the frustration or the irritation I might feel, the sadness, the disappointment, the hurt, the worry, the fear, all of it is simply a byproduct an effect of my choosing to value thoughts of separation, my choosing to value thoughts of attack. So there is no lack. Lack implies that you would be better off in a state different from the one you're in. It's simply valuing something other than the truth, more than the truth. And we can stop that. And you know what? It seems like it's really, really hard, but it's simply because we do not wish to. Our mind is so attached and attracted to the meaning that we have made of things, the blaming. So this is why last week in the show I was inviting people to give up for Lent. Judgments and opinions, comparisons, and... Criticism. Complaining, really. So, judgments, opinions, same thing, really. Comparisons and complaining. Of course, it's all judgment when you boil it down. But I was inviting people to give that up for Lent in order to, by the time we get to Easter, have a true resurrection. A true resurrection. So I'm still reminding you of that. Now it says here, I just love this. I love the text so much. Needs arise only when you deprive yourself. What can you deprive yourself of? The only thing you can deprive yourself of is the truth. And the truth is that the purpose of this world is to use it to correct your unbelief. 
It's not to be famous or make money or raise a family or get married or have a great job or to make a painting or dance a dance or do any of that stuff. The purpose of this world and our experience of it is to correct our unbelief. So let us not get distracted by anything in this world or our experience of it, what we can accomplish in this world. What if you can accomplish sending a man to the moon, but you can't correct your unbelief? What difference does it make? What difference does it make if you walk on the moon, if you dance on the the greatest stages of the world, or you somehow cure a disease? That does not matter. But what does matter is you correcting your unbelief. If you could choose between curing cancer and correcting your unbelief, the only thing that would truly be of benefit to humanity is correcting your unbelief. Wow! How amazing is that? You may never be able to cure cancer, but you can correct your unbelief so why not do what really matters and what you actually can accomplish that's what i'm talking about playing small this is what the class stop playing small is about it's about really making a commitment this is what my year-long masterful living class is about you can still join us it's about really making a commitment to do the only thing that is worthwhile Is it challenging to really change your mind? It is, but the more interested you are in it, just like when you were a little kid, the easier it is and the more support there seems to be from the invisible. All of heaven is for you. Jesus, the master pastor, is with you, walking with you. He's giving you clear instruction here. Your willingness is all that's required. Needs arise only when you deprive yourself. If you're feeling needy, if you're feeling conflicted and distressed, it's because the inner conflict is really that you value something more than the truth. You're valuing the meaning that you have made. You're valuing trying to accomplish things in this world to make the world a better place. No. No, what's really valuable is curing your unbelief. Now, I love this. It says here, you act according to the particular order of needs you establish. This, in turn, depends on your perception of what you are. So, the choices that you make are made according to the particular order of needs that you have established as being important. This in turn depends on your perception of what you are. So everything that you're deciding and choosing is dependent upon your perception of what you are. If you believe that you're separate from God, then of course you believe that you're lacking, that you're not good enough, because you're choosing to deny the truth that sets you free. A sense of separation from God is the only lack you need to correct. And when you do this, it brings benefit to everyone. When you correct the only thing 
that is the mistake, that belief in separation, you are assisting all humanity in experiencing peace, wholeness, true and lasting healing. What is cancer or any kind of illness but a manifestation, an effect caused by our thinking? That's why Course in Miracles teaches us how to activate miraculous thinking rather than magical thinking. (sighs) So good, isn't it? It's so yummy. Well, it's time for me to move into a break here. While I'm in break, I invite you to go to jenniferhadley.com. Get the free stuff right there on the homepage. Get over it. You can sign up for my daily spiritual espresso. Get my daily prayers for free in your email every day, on your phone every day. Lots of other stuff. Stop playing small. Week two is tonight. You get the downloads, the audio, the video. I'm live streaming now. So I love you. We're going to go into our break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. The website is jenniferhadley.com. But right now, you're listening to Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. Chris Michaels, host of Healing Your Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on Earth, a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, it's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Rev. Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go 
Been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So I'm also going to mention uh, I've got, uh, I'm fortunate enough to have a couple of really cheap tickets to the Course of Miracles conference in Chicago in April with Gary Renard, David Hoffmeister, myself, Regina Dawn Akers, John Monday, the, like the whole crew, Oral Purdy. We're all going to be there. It's going to be a big spiritual hoot nanny. And uh, I've got a couple of cheap tickets. I'm going to post it again on the Course of Miracles pledge page. So if you're there and you like that, um, that's where you can look for that. And um, I post free things there and um, all the kinds of stuff that I do there as well. And we post uh, quotes from the Course that we love there on a regular basis. So join us at the uh, Course in Miracles Pledge at Facebook. You can like it. Thank you very much. And also remember there's lots of free stuff for you every day at jenniferhadley.com. And if you search for me at iTunes, you will be able to get all the downloads for this radio show, including episodes with Ken Wapnick and Gary Renard and David Hoffmeister, Regina Don Akers, the whole crowd. And... Um, you can get those all for free at iTunes along with a lot of other things if you just search for my name, Jennifer Hadley, at iTunes. And if you like any of it, please take 60 seconds to write a review because the more reviews, the more uh, it goes up in the ratings with iTunes and the more people find it. Since it's all free, let's do that. Thank you for sharing and extending. So here's how to cure lack. So right here, right in chapter 1 of the text, page 13 and 14, the illusion of needs. Lack implies that you would be better off in a state somehow different from the one you're in, the illusion. Until the separation, which is the meaning of the fall, nothing was lacking. There were no needs at all. Needs arise only when you deprive yourself. You act according to the particular order of needs you establish. This in turn depends on your perception of what you are. A sense of separation from God is the only lack you really need correct. This sense of separation would never have arisen if you had not distorted your perception of the truth and had thus perceived yourself as lacking. So the real purpose of this world is to correct your unbelief. It's to correct the interpretation, the opinions, the judgments, the meaning that you have made of things. You wouldn't experience any lack 
if you didn't value attack. When you value thoughts of attack, you'll experience lack. Now, you'll notice that there are some people in the world who are very wealthy. They have lots of money and seeming prosperity and abundance. Seeming prosperity and abundance. And they live a life of attack, right? We know politicians who do that. We know uh, business people who do that. We see it. On television and in the news every day, the people who cherish their right to attack, who don't seem to have any lack, they're abundant. They make money off of war. They make money off of other people's lack, right? Think of all the bankers who have uh, truly set out to attack the middle class and the poor and rob from them in order to make themselves more rich. They're not seeming to experience lack. But you do not know, I do not know what their day-to-day experience is. What I can say is that because the law of cause and effect does not have any holidays, days off, no exceptions, that the people who build their life on attack, they might experience financial abundance, but they do not actually experience true abundance. And true abundance is joyful. It is harmonious. It is peaceful. There is that sense of profound peace and love and the joining that comes with it. That's what true abundance and true prosperity is. That great sense of real real wealth, true wealth. And this is for you to have. And it is not a result of anything in this world. Everything that we experience in this world is an effect of our thinking. So if we're experiencing lack and limitation, it's because of a sense of separation. sense of separation from God is the only need you correct. The, the only lack you really need correct. And we can do this by joining together. We can do this by practicing together. One of the things I'm working on is, yes, I said earlier I was working on an iPhone app, Course in Miracles iPhone app. I'm also working on a website, a global website, where people can join together to to find a study group and to find out where there are A Course in Miracles events all over the world, a free website where people can list things for free. And we can join together with more ease and with more grace. So the means for us to do this are coming forward. All this free Course in Miracles study on the internet. People don't even need to buy the book anymore. We can all study it for free. Money is not a concern anymore. How wonderful. There are programs, Joe Wolf is doing that wonderful program out of Chicago to bring A Course in Miracles to inmates in prison. 
There are all kinds of wonderful programs now to assist us in studying together. So let us realize that it is the meaning that we have made of things that is creating the sense of lack. The experience of lack is always because we value attack. It says here, a sense of separation from God is the only lack you really need correct. There is no lack in God. In the illusion, there is lack, and it is the effect of our thinking. This sense of separation would never have arisen if you had not distorted your perception of the truth. So let us value the truth that sets us free. So we came to perceive ourselves as lacking. How do we perceive ourselves as lacking? Well, I think, I think it probably began with choosing to be unloving. Choosing to no longer value the truth that sets us free. To instead prefer the meaning that we have made of things. So that's what's represented in the Garden of Eden story. Right? That trusting in our own Opinions and judgments is like an attack on God. And so we experience the illusion of separation when we value an attack on God. The idea of order of needs arose because having made this fundamental error, you had already fragmented yourself into levels with different needs. As you integrate, you become one, and your needs become one accordingly. Unified needs lead to unified action because this produces a lack of conflict. The idea of orders of needs, which follows from the original error, that one can be separated from God, requires correction at its own level before the error of perceiving levels at all can be corrected. So this is what we do. We correct that error and we no longer value thinking that we are separate from God. We value instead the truth that sets us free. We value that we can extend love, compassion, kindness, generosity. We no longer blame anyone for our troubles. If we're blaming anyone for any of our troubles, including a broken toothpick, including our happiness is dependent on something in the world, then we're going to continue to experience lack because that's what we're choosing. I say the end of suffering is at hand. Let us extend love. Let us choose the truth that sets us free. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart right now and take this holy breath with me as we celebrate the love that we are. What I'm claiming for each and every one of us is... The wake-up call that sets us free. We are grateful and thankful to choose love right here and right now. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. 
Check out jenniferhadley.com. Join us in Stop Playing Small. You'll get everything from week one. We've got two, week left, two weeks left of that class. Lots of free stuff for you, too. I love you. Have a great week. Thanks for joining with me today. Mwah.